Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm happy that you can join me today in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs as we discuss photography, business, and oh yeah, that sometimes messy thing that we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. All right, Boca Podcast listeners, I'm here with my good friend, Sean Austin, and we were just talking about this. It's been a year, literally a year, um, almost to the date, I think, and we were sitting in the same courtyard yeah. doing an interview talking about your business and your life, but thanks for making time to do this again. Absolutely. Yeah. So much has changed since then. It's been an awesome year, but I'm grateful to do things like this. I, uh, I'm thankful for our relationship and that we have and can just sit here and talk about life ultimately and help people at the same time. I'm like in a place where I want to serve well and it makes it easy when that relationship's there so we can talk freely and we just know so much about each other and have been through a lot of stuff together that um, I'm just grateful for times like this. I, I can I truly appreciate the same thing and I think a lot of that has to do with similar values too, right? Yeah. We're, we're really striving for the same kinds of things mm-hmm. in business and ultimately trying to enable photographers um, with these same values, the significance of time and relationships. Yep. Um, so it makes it a lot easier to, to, to connect not only personally, but ultimately in business and be able to do some, do things together. So, uh, the conversation does flow kind of naturally. Uh, I think we share some other passions too. motorcycle riding is something oh, yeah. that, that we've talked a lot about, but we haven't quite done together yet. I'm looking yeah. forward to maybe making that happen in the future. That would be awesome. Soccer. We played some soccer together. Yeah. Um, I've attempted to play table tennis with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is something you're not only passionate about, but extremely talented in, but it's been enjoyable nonetheless. Um, I, I, I get to step up to the table and try to swing at the ball that's coming back to me. But um, And you're you're doing tennis now. This yeah. is something that you're putting a lot of time and effort and energy into. Yeah. Table tennis is like, it was great. It's hard to get to and find people to play. It's not just base, basement ten- table tennis anymore right. or ping pong. Uh, when you kind of like get above ground, uh, everything changes and it's yeah. hard to find kind of like people to play. It was fun. It was a great season. Uh, but tennis, yeah, they built a facility close to my house. My daughter chose to start playing a year ago. That's cool. And um, so I'm like, I can make that my thing as well. And uh, it's what's great about it is like everything goes away for like the hour or two that I play hmm. and the competitive nature is there. Um, and it's like, I get to work out and enjoy it. I, I am not a big fan of like treadmills or going running. And there's this thing called winter in Indiana, which keeps <laughs> me from that. Uh, but like, have you guys gotten snow yet? Uh, not, uh, kind of a little bit, kind of you know, of. it's like always around Halloween, you know, right. um, but yeah, like I can go indoors, get a great sweat and, uh, get some competition and I'm an all or nothing kind of guy, you know, so that's my new thing and I'm really enjoying it. I love that you say that everything goes away, though. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, of a lot of the principles behind, or the principle, really, the driving principle behind meditation, mm-hmm. which is, is a skill, a practice that enables you to clear your mind. And we need those mental breaks, yep. especially as, as I, I know you and I are both very analytical types. Mm-hmm. We're in our head a lot. Um, we're business owners, and that can be stressful. And then, of course, with family, there's, there's a whole different dynamic there that we have to try to manage. Um, but being able to have an outlet like that, whether it's meditation or yoga. I know yoga is something mm-hmm. else you've explored a bit. Um, tennis or, uh, for me, motorcycling has been yeah. certainly an outlet in that regard. Oh, yeah. and, and actual meditation, sitting down and meditating as well has been really great. But it's nice to have those personal outlets. Yep, absolutely. It makes a massive difference in the quality of our, our lives personally. But, of course, that translates to our professional life as yeah. well. 
I know we'll get to the interview at some point, um, but like the five circles of influence is something that I like look at a lot. And it's like, it starts with me mm-hmm. and meditation has uh, done great things for me as well. And I started yoga a little over a year ago um, before I did tennis. Yoga was my thing. I was doing it five or six days a week. And as I went into what it was a big transitional year for my life, I was grateful that I already had it. I always thought it was like a practice of stretching and really it's a, a practice of meditation and just breathing. And um, it's just this space that's helped for me and waiting for me to go and like set an intention and truly like meditate and pray on things that matter to me. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of the only places that everything goes silent again. Hmm. And it's like in those spaces, I can think more clearly yeah. than when it's super noisy and like I'm having to respond to those noises so many times. It's quiet, it's hot, it's dark, and somebody's leading us through this and hmm. continuing to remind me. I have my favorite teachers because they continue to remind me like, and remember your intention as you're doing this practice and so we go back to our attention it's like i'm like shaking in a particular pose because i can barely hold it and then she's like or she or he is like hey remember the intention of why you're here and i'm like hmm. oh yeah it's not to prove that i can do a headstand for this long or like whatever physic the physical part of it you know on my body it's more like this is for your mind and it's like okay i can go into child's pose and sit here and I, you can spend your whole class in a child's pose and they they're fine with it because you're there just to kind of set your intention and refocus everything i'm like it's a gift you know and i really love it same thing happens in tennis although it's like i'm also trying to crush the person on the other side <laughs> right. but um so and it's a, a ball that's coming 100 miles an yeah, hour yeah, at you. yeah. like respond respond <laughs> you know but um it's still everything goes away um because it, it it shifts to like competitive of like hey let's just win this point you know and it becomes such a head game table tennis ping pong yeah. um as well as tennis hey life life can be a head game <laughs> i knew there's certain people that i played in ping pong it's like if i can get in their head i win oh, and they're yeah. better than me yeah but it was crazy how you know and then it's a totally different game you know which i'm fine talking a little bit of trash sometimes so it's fun. But you mentioned the word intention or intentionality, and mm-hmm. it can almost be kind of a cliche term sure. that we throw around a lot in social media and so forth. But there is something to that. We've, we've spoken to that actually on recent episodes of the Boca podcast where the significance of um, discussing the significance of make, being proactive and creating the life that you want. It's not going to happen. You know, we, we want certain things, whether we think about them subconsciously or consciously, we journal about them or otherwise, but it's not going to happen unless we're intentional about it or we're proactive about making those things happen. So I think that's a really good reminder for our listeners. It's really good. Um, I, something that we, we do a lot in the book of podcasts is kind of start out with an, what we call an aha moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you had a particular experience, maybe a series of experiences that were a turning point or turning points for your business that made a big difference in your business life? Sure, yeah. It's a great question, and um, it kind of comes from what we were talking about. I had already started to do yoga and set time aside for that, and I was doing it a lot. Um, Little did I know I was going to one of the biggest transitions of my life with, like, shifting to like buying out my business partner and it was wonderful to have that practice to kind of like go and have this space to kind of think through it but my real like aha moment is when I got through it I picked up my head and I realized the amount of pressure that it was I knew that was going to be there I just didn't know what it looked like and so once I started to see what it looked like I looked around and realized the team that I had was so strong that I was like it's not just me, you know? And um, what was great about that is that the relationships, uh, we had already invested in that. And I knew they were behind me and that they were for me. And so I was like, whatever comes out of this, I can, I can, 
deal with because whether it's like a ton of, you know, quote unquote success or not, we have an amazing team. And what I know they're going to do is they are going to show up and they are going to be intentional. When I picked my head up and I looked around, I was like, are we good? And they were just like, we're absolutely good. What can we do now? And they were like as excited, if not more excited than I was about certain parts of the company that I was like, thank the Lord that this is where we're at with this because that's the tough work. And it was already done because we're a 10-year-old company. And a lot of those relationships had existed for years. So when I picked my head up, they're like, lead us and we will go. And it was like, I got the chills because it's just like, I was so impressed. Mm. And they're showing up like, I never expected. And they're just excited to be a part of this company and this company is making a difference. And that's where I feel like that's what they want to be a part of is a company that's doing something to change something in that industry. Sure. And we're going to lean in and show up, you know. But it's, at the end of the day, it's about that community. Absolutely. That enables you to be able to make something like that happen. Yeah. For and sure. that's that's such a good reminder, and, and it's been something that I've been reminded of in particular as of late. You and I have had conversation about this too, the significance of not just relationships, but deep relationships. Mm-hmm. And I crave that so desperately, but I think part of what I have not done a good job or good enough job of proactively creating is is that community. Even if it's a group of four or five or six people yep. that I'm constantly or consistently actually reaching out to to show my support and to find out how they're truly doing, not just, hey, how's it going, you know, how's life, but, but truly how they're doing. But then where there's a reciprocal relationship too, and I've got, they've got my back and I've got their support. Um, there's something, there's, there's so much to be said for that, whether it's you know, with our, our business team or um, in our personal life too, just that the people closest to us, that community is so, so important. And so that's a really great reminder for our, our listeners as well. And it, we don't talk about it enough, I don't think. You know, it's, it's a theme. It's been a theme here, the significance of relationships and community. And I say here, just to clarify, we're at the, the United Conference uh, in 2017 here in Phoenix. It's been beautiful. We're sitting out, outside, actually, in the courtyard of the resort. It's been absolutely gorgeous place to be at a, re, um, at a conference. But the, the thing that really drives this conference is community. And you just see that throughout. Even the day that I got here, I was pretty tired. It had been a long day. I'd been working really hard. And, of course, the travel on top of that. And um, I was I was kind of dreading, honestly, going to this this large meet and greet. Mm-hmm. And the moment I got there, things just changed, you know, yeah. because there is a certain vibe in this community, which is very selfless. Mm-hmm. It's about connecting with the other person. We just desperately need that. Absolutely. So that's a really great reminder and, and certainly a good aha moment. And it's easy to get lost in your business um, as a sole proprietor. A lot of times yeah. find the community, whether it's a local photography group. It, maybe it starts with a virtual connection through a Facebook group, but but make the time to sit down and connect with people for coffee or lunch or otherwise create that community. It's so important. Very important. Yeah. We actually did the podcast episode last year. I think it was actually episode number 18 and you talked about your family a little bit, but just kind of catch us up on the latest with your family. I'd love to hear about it. Sure. Yeah. Like last year, um, we, it was shortly after this, you know, this is in November and so it's late in the year. We kind of like reset and kind of like see where we're at. And as a family, we do the same thing. Winter, um, hits and, and you don't have much option as far as like going outside and doing things. And so a lot of times you spend time together, the days are shorter. And so you kind of value that time together. And it's more like for us, it's like board games or time by the fire. Our, our youngest wants us to read to him and things like that. And, um, when we, when my wife and I kind of like took the end of year inventory for our life, yeah. she was like, Hey, I'm at a point where I support you and I love what you're doing. And, uh, she didn't even know at that point, like, Hey, uh, there's a lot coming, you know, but she knew somehow that it was like, Hey, 
you traveled a lot and I'm totally for that because you, she knows that I believe and she believes in that face to face that you were just talking about right. that in person relationship. Right. I've always wanted to build this company on the back of relationships and that's where loyalty and like true connection and intentionality comes. It's a lot easier to do in person to look across yeah. the table and say like, Hey, I'm for you yep. or what you got going on is tough. So you need to hug an actual hug, not yeah. an emoji hug. They both, <laughs> although you know, those are kind of fun. Sometimes. They're fun and they go a certain <laughs> distance, but yeah. there's nothing like a real hug, you know? Yeah. And so um, she said, we need to talk a little bit more about how we're traveling. I'm fine with the travel. And so this year, it was a great um, thing that uh, we... I, whenever I book travel, I book non-travel. So I book time home as well as time away. And so it was like, I'm gone three or four. I'm trying to short my trips. I can't always shorten them. But um, when I'm home... I can be home. And part of my vision is like to show up and be present. Those are two different things, but totally. they go hand in hand. Or they, when they do go hand in hand, it's glorious. And yep. so I was there, but I wasn't always there with my mind. You know, I was thinking about work or what was coming and, you know, in a transition as big as I went through, it's like hard to be present because I know I got to talk to an attorney later or something like that. Sure. But um, this year has been awesome. Like my marriage is is strong. It was strong last year, but you know, it's just, I'm glad that she said those things and said, you know, I need the things at home need to be good. And so just even just shifting that. And I have this, this card that I have here cause I'm, I'm gone a little bit right now, kind of a race for trying to get to Thanksgiving. Once I hit Thanksgiving, I'm home. I, I took like a, I'm taking a study break at the end of each year to like reset and vision and all that stuff. But there's a lot between now and then, even though, you know, it's just early November, but she wrote me this card and it said like, thanks for loving me the way that you have this year. Wow. And you're doing a great job as a leader. And I'm glad I don't have it here. Cause then I'd be weeping over it. <laughs> But um, she's like, imagine. you know, you are better than you think you are. And, and I, wow. I said that in my in my talk. And she's like, go to like slide 12 because I had some self-doubt about my talk this week. And um, she's like, you're better than you think you are. And you're loving me well. And uh, even with this travel, like I believe that what you're doing is making a difference. And you come home like lit up, but you're home and you're present. And I'm grateful for that. And that's where we're at today. I'm super grateful that she is fighting for that same thing. I know she's for me. And we remind, we have to be reminded of that often. Yeah. Um, and I'm also open for like criticism more now than ever. I usually am terrible with criticism because uh, even if I say like, hey, what do you think of this? What I'm saying is tell me everything you love about it, <laughs> right. not like actually criticize it. Yeah, it's a lot easier to hear. Totally. <laughs> but when I know the person is for me, then I'm like, okay, I can better that for them as well as for myself, you know? Okay. So it's, yeah, that's, that's my marriage. My kids are doing good. My son, 16 year old, he deals with a lot of anxiety, but he's doing the musical, like 80 kids tried out and 40 made it. So he's in the ensemble of Les Mis, which is, they do the biggest um, musicals. It's crazy. I'm super excited. I go to every one and I don't care. Whoa. Like I love it. Okay. And so he's having a good year. He dealt with some anxiety early in the year, but we're working on that. Like what, you know, why do you think this is happening? And he, you know, he shows up and, and he works on it and he knows it's there. He got his permit and everything's changing. It's like so weird to have a 16 year year old and I, you know, sit in the passenger seat as he drives to school and I'm just like, so pray for me, you know, if you're the praying type. Um, but he's like overcoming them and he's showing them, he's like, well, I don't want this. I want it to be this way. And so he's committing to lean in and he's such like an old soul and mm. such a beautiful human. I'm, I'm excited for what's next for him. And um, then my daughter, you know, picked up tennis and kind of was getting over last year. She had broken her ankle. And so we like shifted from a ski trip that we do together. I, I take a trip with each one of my kids and just like really invest in that relationship she's like can we go and play tennis instead of ski and i'm like 
You mean like go from winter to somewhere warm? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she's doing really well. She doesn't struggle in school or anything like that. And then my youngest is an absolute hoot. But we've had parent-teacher conferences that are not the normal <laughs> ones with him like we do yeah, every year. Yeah. His teacher this year is awesome, but um, she says uh, he's entertaining. And I was like, oh, I've heard that before. Mm. And I can know exactly what you mean by that. And I said, great. So how do we help with the entertainment that you're talking about? You know, She's yeah. like, he is my favorite and I love him. Yeah. But we just need to get some focus. And um, he's come a long way. He knows it as well. So we're just kind of like leaning into him and saying like, hey, this is what we expect. And, you know, we're not going to be that kind of like passive. I hope this fixes it and just throw things at it. We're going to show up and try our hardest, you know. But he's doing better. And she's even noticed like, wow, what are you guys doing? It's just like, I think we're just like, we're trying. And he knows that. We're talking about it. We're, he knows we're intentional and he wants it as well because he doesn't want to be the kid that can't read a specific book because he can't focus. You know, hmm. he's recognizing that already. And so we're like, fine, that's not your strength, but you're the only kid in the, in, in math in, in second grade that's using negative numbers. And he jokes and does it because he knows it's a strength of his. Wow. And I throw stuff at him like at the dinner table and he answers it. And I'm just like, I have to look it up and ask Siri if she can answer it, you know? Yeah. But um, they're all doing good. You know, I'm very grateful cool. for our health and all those things. So we're in a good place. I have to say, I have to go back to the, the comment that you made about having that card from Jamie. It reminds me of like high school when I used to get notes from girls and I'd keep, I'm, I'm such a sap, but even then I'd, I'd take, keep these notes and I keep them in a box and I'd go back and look at them, like open them up. But there's something about getting a, a handwritten note from somebody that is so meaningful uh-huh. and be able to actually see that and be reminded of the way that they think of you, the way that they see you, that they've got your back the yeah. way that she does is a really beautiful thing. I yeah, love it. it's, it's wonderful. And it's something that we do regularly. I try and write her handwritten little notes and I'll take and put them in her car. And uh, when we go our separate ways or whatever, but so Haley, my daughter, 13 year old and Jamie both put notes in my, in my suitcase when, you know, when I wasn't looking type of a thing. And that's cool. It's like, I fear opening them cause I'm going to just be a mess. So I yeah. have to like know when to open up, you know, yeah. but I'm so grateful for that. And it does go a long way knowing, you know, we text and FaceTime and do things regularly to try and stay somewhat connected but having the hand it's interesting but like having that handwritten note versus even facetime like i'll go to that and feel so much closer to both of them yep. um, because they wrote those notes than even facetiming you know because there's a disconnect there because of that like device or whatever it is but knowing that they sat there and took the time and snuck it into my bag when i wasn't looking there's a lot that goes into that yep. and it's so easy to just say i could just text them or email them and, and they'll get it you know or i'll catch up with them but it's like hey no she took a moment and it's a card it's not just like my or sticky notes, you know, um, but she like, it's, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful thing and I'm super grateful for it. I'm pretty stoked for you guys. I, I got to go to your birthday party not too long ago. And even just seeing the two of you do, together there, I, I love the dynamic that you've got. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful example for couples in our industry. And if you guys haven't had the chance to meet Sean and certainly Sean and Jamie in person, you definitely got to do it sometime soon. Um, now, your photography background, we talked about this back in episode 18. Yeah. I think, what, over 500 weddings that, that you yep. photographed. Um, the transition, of course, in A Kiss, you also talked about. And then you've been speaking of yet another transition just recently. Talk just a little bit about that, the transition for Kiss. I was excited to just kind of like start to think about how we're going to communicate our heart to the industry and like sure we're a book company so when the pursue simple movement came you know when we started we were simple you know the world's simplest book company which was great and then that was kind of like copied some and so where do you where is that like quote unquote whitewater come and that whitewater is where innovation is where the fun goes away because you're in the rapids and it's fun but your stomach is like hanging on for dear life or your you know your stomach drops on some of those drops so where do we become innovative. And I, as we looked at it, I love that our team came up with like pursue simple 
as well as like, how are we going to communicate that? And so what we've decided is like, okay, what is working for these um, top clients of ours? And how can we teach that to the rest? What I love about community is that it is like, hey, we can share these things, even though we're quote unquote competitors. The community says, no, like we are ultimately all serving our clients and a majority of them being wedding photographers that we're serving our brides well. And this is what's working for me. So I've learned from from a coach of mine that um, she asks these four questions regularly. What's working? What's not working? What's wanted and what's needed? And as we looked at those four questions, what we came up with was like, what worked for me when I was a photographer for 15 years shooting all those weddings? Well, uh, this is how I did album sales and this is what kept me in business for 15 years being in in a being a photographer for 15 years is not like a small thing and so I want to share because the turnover rate in our industry is a little bit rough um, like two years for a lot of the like entry-level photographers there's a turnover rate of that and so it's like well if they're here four years they're probably a better photographer they're serving their clients better so how can we learn from the top tier and share that with the rest and it's been amazing as I interview and and learn this kind of like information to share um, as they're so open about it you know it is a wonderful thing and so that's what we're doing we, we've decided to create like what matters most to you. Um, if you can focus on that as a creative, typically it is the art. So continue to innovate and become a better photographer. Learn what you're doing well and then serve your client. If those are the two things you focus on, I want to and KISS wants to build a structure around that that supports that so where you can do just that. And so that's what we're doing with that information. Like here's how to sell albums. Here's how to take them to the finish line. There's 2 million weddings a year and this is a guess some of it is statistic based but there's a a million and a half at least that get nothing after the fact and that's a scary thing for me because you know these other statistics Kodak Eastman did this this study where they said and this is when digital was hitting they said we're worried that people are going to lose generations of their life because of the digital world because people are not printing well we're back to this movement of like print your work and so it's like well, cool. How, how do we get the clients these books or these prints for their wall art so that they existed? You know, like there's this like timeline and those timelines are beautiful because they're stories of people or photographs of people and there's nothing quite like them. You know, I have a grandpa who has Alzheimer's and so when I, but when he looks at photos, everything comes back and he can tell me everything about that. It is the most beautiful thing. Wow. And if my eight-year-old looks at a photo he can just sit there and be in that moment versus when we're looking at it on a device. I love Facebook and Instagram for certain things, but when it comes to the relationships that we have, holding something tangible, when there's no other distractions, it's such a beautiful thing. And I want a client to have that, especially when it's a wedding that we're photographing. That's a document, you know, a a time that we're documenting that needs to be looked at later. You know, we want to go back to the joy and the tears and all the things that came on that wedding day and relive it. And in a book is very different than looking at it on Facebook. You know, they both have their own places, but when it comes down to it, we want to build these systems that support this client getting to the finish line to the finish line to me is like a printed piece of work and um, we, t- we take so much time to document it and to learn how to use these cameras and how to like invest in the relationship to where they feel comfortable on the other side or they can get into that moment that we want to document and yet then it just lives in this like digital world I love that the industry's leaning in that way but it doesn't mean that we're not afraid to sell you know is it like hard to sell books yeah probably but we're going to create a system that makes it a lot simpler a lot easier we're getting back to like some of those roots so to pursue simple 
means like what is your priority or the next top thing to get your client to the finish line, invest in the relationship and we'll create a system around you with these tools and like emails and templates and stuff like that, that you can kind of like press go and it happens. It's all your stuff. You've made it yours, but it's like we, we help create all of it. Cause that's what it, you know, it takes so much time to do that stuff, but we have like a good group of people that we're interviewing and chatting about like what works for you. And then we're recreating that and we're sharing that with you guys. I love the transition that you made from kind of a functional difference. I mean, and it was a very clear position at the time that you guys launched the company. We were so used to, I mean, filling out PDF forms with album companies or, you know, using complicated systems in order to submit an order. You created a system that was functionally extremely simple. That was easy to use. You could place an order in seconds. And that was a great start. But I love the transition from that, just a simple functional difference and, and positional difference from the industry to a bigger idea, which is to enable photographers to focus on what matters. Mm -hmm. And you're creating a much more sustainable kind of long-term play when it comes to business and that you're creating a culture Mm -hmm. that encourages and then enables the photographer to focus on what matters, to pursue that that very simple thing. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful, beautiful example. What would you say has been the the biggest response from photographers as they're experiencing this change? Because I'm sure you have some photographers that have been using you for a long time as they see that transition. What's their feedback been like? It's interesting because uh, I've worked with, like, even in, in, in the interview process, I've worked with these, like, top photographers that you really, like, expect to have it all figured out. Yeah. And I... A lot of times people look to me as like running this company and to have it all figured out. We still don't. And so I think the common denominator has been fear. It really has been like, this is very interesting that so many people deal with fear. And it it comes down to that intentionality of, am I going to commit to showing up? And like fear has kept us from more than, than failure ever will. Mm. And it's like... It's, it doesn't matter who you're talking to. We have a lot of fears. Like, are they going to receive this well? And so every time I run into that, it's like, that's where I feel like you're, you are better than you think you are. And it's so, it's like, you could say it to nearly anybody because yeah. there's top athletes or top photographers or top, you know, salesmen. And what they question is, are they going to receive what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying? Like, okay. is that my heart? Right. And so it's interesting that I keep running into that. And it's like, so what we're going to do is be like, hey, you are better than you think you are. And if you commit and you show up you, and surround yourself with the with the people that can tell you that, that you know, you are enough and you need to hear that, um, it's amazing that like things that have that are out of our control that happen to us, if we're ready for those things that will come in, not if they come in, but when they come in, like the storms of life in business, in personal relationships, in life, in our health, are we going to be ready? And do we have a team around us like you were even talking about that can support us? The fears go away. But if we're responding to fear, um, it's pretty amazing the bad decisions that we make. Even one of sure. our past presidents, Clinton, he was referring to sleep and the stress of, of the job. But he said, I made my worst decisions when I had a lack of sleep. Or, and, and typically, what does lack of sleep come from? Fear. And even like Tony Robbins was recently interviewed by Oprah. And she said, when, um, when fear comes in, what, you know, what, what, what do you think? What, what should your response be? And he said, you know, fear, other words for fear yeah. are um, stress, depression. You know, it's all these other things that have come into our life, which are like, look around, we're dealing with this more than ever. Um, he goes, 
it will always lead back to your biggest fear. And so we respond so many times to that fear versus being like hunkered down and saying like, you know what, that exists and, and it's absolutely true that that is there. That's a tendency of ours from from whatever, but I'm going to respond differently now or I'm going to have somebody in my life that's going to say like, Sean, that's not you. This is a different way that you can respond. So it's just, it really has blown my mind that no matter who I'm talking to, it's like, oh, there's a fear there. Like how can, like I, I don't, I, th- I look to you and I expect this out of you because you're amazing at what you do, yet you still have this self-doubt and fear. It, it's just like, it's been crazy for me to kind of like open up a little bit and see that. Sure. And as soon as I open up about it, then they get a little more real with me. And yeah. they're like, you know, I don't know if uh, what I have is working. And I'm like, have you looked around? Like, this is amazing, you know, like. But you're in the wonderful position to be able to then with your company, be able to lend the support that will help them kind of step beyond that fear yep. and to be a better business person and ultimately have a more fulfilling life. Yeah, I mean, that, for sure. That's a really big deal. Yeah, that's where Pursue Simple comes in ultimately. It's a lifestyle and yeah. an experience. And it's like uh, when we don't like looking in the mirror, we just want to remove the mirror. But really the mirror shows all <laughs> yeah. of our weaknesses. And when for you sure. turn the light on and the mirror, it's like, okay, now we can work on that because we can see it clearly. And that's right where we're at. That's where we're like, we're going to lean in and, and help with that. You know, we want to serve well. We want to be known for the way that we love and serve. And we can only do that when the lights are on and there's a mirror right there because then we can truly work on ourselves. Well, it, it, you're you individually, but you at a company, KISS, is a wonderful example of the significance of understanding your why, why you're doing what you're doing and letting that drive um, your business and, of course, ultimately your personal life. And, and it's a great reminder for myself. It's a good reminder for our listeners um, to consider your why, or as I refer to it as the big picture view. Yeah. Look at the bigger picture. What is what is the driving factor or factors that are pushing you to do what you do? If you, if you aren't clear about those things, it's really easy to get lost in it all. And fear can be certainly an element of that experience. So um, wonderful example for us. And, and thank you for continuing to work toward that and, and providing a company in KISS that, that is building a culture around that very idea too. I think it's really, really cool. You were talking actually earlier about the, the kind of the philosophy. You, you spoke to it in your presentation, uh, a breakout session earlier, but you, we were also chatting about the philosophy behind sales and albums. Uh-huh. And I'd love to leave something kind of practical with our listeners about an approach to sales, album sales. Speak a little bit about the philosophy that you were sharing with me. Sure thing. Yeah. It can't happen unless there's a relationship there. And so we teach a lot about that and like where to invest and how to invest. And when these moments arise to where we can communicate or these like touch points with our clients, how much those matters and how much potential is in those. Because without the relationship, uh, the transaction can happen. But as soon as you lean in and there's a relationship there, there's trust. And then they expect us to be the professional and take us to that spot. So that's where we start. And then from there, uh, there's, a, there's a system that exists. And everybody's system may look a little bit different because we can get to, we can take these uh, clients to the finish line like with an album or with a sale like that. Um, and it can look a little bit different for everybody. So the things that I spoke on today is, is available on our blog as well. And it's just like beautifully written piece, you know, on kind of like everything that I, I, I spoke about today, these three, like three of these methods going forward, like how can I commit and serve the clients going forward? Here's different ways that you can try it. And can you commit 
to to owning that and saying like I believe that my clients need an album because this is something that is my work of their day that they're going to remember for generations because we printed it. So if you commit to that and even if you don't ask your clients if they truly want one or not, it might shift your attitude towards like, oh, it's hard or it's salesy or it's too pushy. I feel like I'm upselling and all these like kind of like bad words in in some of the creative ways that we do business. Sure. Ask your clients, would you know, would you like survey the past ones that don't have books? Like, do you wish you had a book or were you able to go and find a book? If you commit to that first and foremost, we have these systems written on our blog. Just go to kiss.us and you can scroll down and find the blog. It's kiss.us slash blog. And uh, we have these beautiful tools available there that you can download and use for um, your business. And then reach out to us. Our customer support is so strong. A lot of them have been photographers and all that stuff, but we're here to support you. Let us know what's working for you and ask you ask ask yourself those four questions what's wanted what's needed what's working what's not working in your business and you are the one that can show up and be intentional and make that adjustment and we have these tools where it's like hey this didn't work okay pick yourself up there was failure there can you learn from that what didn't work what worked what didn't work you know what's wanted what's needed if what's wanted is like yeah i want to serve my clients well but what's truly needed is they want that book they need to have that book down the road to look at again and like cry and you know and be joyous about like that moment with their father that's not here anymore that's amazing and that's a beautiful thing that we're creating as photographers that we want to look back on so as we ask ourselves those four questions there's a system that supports the culture that needs to be there so that commitment And then you've created the culture of like, hey, this is a beautiful thing that I want you to have and want to show your kids someday and all those things. And um, then there's a system that can support that. You know, culture trumps systems, but a strong system helps because the culture is created very easily, I feel like, by creatives because we just like kind of like we wear our heart on our sleeves as creatives so many times. So sometimes in a lot of industries, that's the harder thing is to create that culture. But I feel like in the creative industry, the culture is there and the system sometimes is hard. So we've created that system at KISS. Go to that blog, check it out. We'd love to hear what's working for you as well. I'm continuing to just study this over and over again. And we're going to sit in a listening posture when things are working for people and really study that. And then we're going to build a tool and a system out of it and then share that. That's what we're committed to over the next few years is like we're going to continue to show up and invest in what's working. So ultimately, we can serve those two million weddings well. You know, that's that's the end game. Um, that's what we're that's why we exist. That's our purpose and, and our meaning in our business. Like who gets to say that? Not everybody. You get to show up and do what you love and do you can do it for longer as you serve your clients well. So much comes from that. So that's the next step I would say is like commit and then uh, you know, figure out the system that works for you, make it yours. All of our tools that I'm referring to are like Photoshop documents or PSDs. Um, we're gonna end up putting it in our designer at some point to where you can okay. shift it with your own photo make it your own pricing and all those things um, and you can do that now uh, but we're going to continue to lean in and make it simpler to do that you know and uh, hopefully support you well in doing that we'd love to hear kind of your feedback on where you're at with this stuff but please reach out we'd love to help you and support you in any way we can that's beautiful and, and I love this idea of looking at what's working what's not working and then what's needed and wanted this is a good template really to follow even as we're going into the new year too how do, how do I what changes do I need to make in my not only my business, but also my personal life. It's a great, great uh, kind of template to follow. So that's a really great suggestion. I can't thank you enough for making time to share with us today. You guys make sure you go check out 
uh, the KISS site, KISS.us, and, of course, the blog that you talked about, and you'll be able to find those resources there. Where can our listeners find you on Instagram as well? Sure. Yeah, personally, it's at Sean Austin, and uh, that's my personal life. You'll see a lot of family stuff in there, and I I show what the pursuit of simple looks like in the personal life and kind of like how you love well, you know, is what I want to be known for. And then uh, at KISS Books is uh, our our business side, and follow the stories there. A lot of the tools and systems will be there and some inspiration on photography and things like that. But, yeah, those are the places you can find us. That's perfect. Yeah, we'd love to stay connected. Thanks, man. Thanks for making time to do this. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast today. Will you let us know what you think by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or maybe in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast, maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My direct email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. Thank you.